Welcome to your most visionary life. On this weekly podcast, I sit down with visionary humans and ask them the one question that you probably want to know the answer to. How did they create, launch, and scale up the business of their dreams? My name is Kelsey Rydell, and I am the founder of Visionary Life and The Visionary Method. The intention behind all of our content is simple, and that is to plug you into the people, inspiration, and information that will help you create your own most visionary life. As you begin to listen to the episodes, you'll discover one obvious and common thread, and that's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. This show is going to help you consciously create a life you love on your own terms. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, so that means I am a day late, but we had some unexpected circumstances happen yesterday, which prevented me from getting this episode live, so I do apologize to any of you who missed it this morning on your commute. Today, I have an amazing episode for you. I am chatting with the founders of a studio called Wild Heart Healing Arts, and their names are Megan and Stacy. These two visionary souls have created one of the most magical spaces I have ever seen, and it is located inside the Armory Building in Prince Edward County. Wild Heart Healing Arts offers weekly movement and meditation classes, holistic healing treatments, specialized workshops, and creative community gatherings. If you've ever considered launching a business as a practitioner or a health or wellness professional, you will absolutely love this episode where we hear the story of how this studio came to be. It was so fun to be able to record inside Wild Heart Healing Art Space because not only is it visually stunning, but there's just a certain energy inside there that I wish I could share it with you through this podcast and I could deliver the warm, cozy feeling that I got while recording with Megan and Stacy. I mean, in one corner of the studio, it's chock full of beautiful plants and greenery and ferns. And then you look up on the wall and there's incredible local artwork that they've displayed. There are rock salt lamps. There's, again, these cozy vibes that just make you want to stay forever. And I think it's no accident that they were able to create this feeling and ignite this type of warmth in the studio. So I'm going to share more about Wild Heart Healing Arts and how it all came to be. But first, let's get in with to some updates. It is so exciting now here in Toronto, where I live in Canada, that it is finally feeling like summer. I think everyone's energy is a little bit higher and our outlook on life is a whole lot better. But I wrote a post last night on my Instagram and you can follow me just at Kelsey Rydell, R-E-I-D-L, about the Sunday night scaries. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this or if you've experienced this before, but most often it is related to going back to work. It's starting a new work week, right? So on Sunday night, you realize that your work or your weekend is ending. Maybe you had a couple nights out with friends and you're partying and all the good times were flowing. And then Monday rolls around or Sunday night, in fact, and all of a sudden you feel this sinking pit in your stomach that's like, ugh, here we go again. 
And I feel very lucky that I was able to leave that behind a few years ago. And as soon as I started diving into my own business and becoming an entrepreneur, I no longer had to report to someone on Monday morning. So naturally, those feelings did start to sink away. But I've realized that as my business has started growing and evolving and I've got more projects on the go and I've got things like team members that I'm accountable for and I'm launching the visionary method every three months and I've got coaching clients who I want to make a massive impact in their life and I work hard to do that with them. But I realize that I experience these same Sunday night feelings that I used to get when I worked full time but as an entrepreneur. And it's so strange because nobody's putting limitations or constraints on me, but I'm putting them on myself and feeling nervous about entering a new work week. And I've never heard anyone talk about this because anytime I've seen someone talk about uh, the Sunday night scaries, they're usually saying, just start your own business and that falls away or never dread a Monday again. But if you're a business owner, I I certainly believe that you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's not okay to share with people that this just all disappears as soon as you become an entrepreneur because it doesn't. And so I've been processing these feelings a lot lately and trying to understand like where the root of this pit comes from. And I'm not someone who suffers from anxiety or depression and Um, so I I don't want to pretend that I do, but it's a certain other sinking feeling that I get. And it's just because of the scary unknowns of what the next month, week, years, what lies ahead in the future of the visionary life brand and the visionary method. And that's something that can feel so daunting to me that I experience that same overwhelm that many people do in full-time work. So I wanted to share that and just hopefully shed some light on others who are maybe feeling the same or uh, to make sure that when you're seeing content online that tells you to start your own business because you'll never dread a Monday again, well, you know what? I actually think that it gets worse (laughs) because all of a sudden the pressure's on you. And as business owners, like we will work our ass off to make sure that what we do becomes our full-time income stream if we're passionate enough, but that doesn't come without a lot of gray area and a lot of unknowns. And so if you have felt that way, if you feel that way towards your full-time job, I hear you, I see you, I feel you, and uh, I'd love for you to reach out and just let me know if this is something that resonates with you and hopefully one day I can create more content around it. Before we move on to uh, our weekly sponsor and to hear a little bit more about Wild Heart Healing Arts, I also want to let you know that the Visionary Method Summer School Edition is coming soon. So if you want to be the first to know about how you can launch your business with ease this summer, and if you would like someone to guide you through writing your business plan, coming up with your core values and your mission statement and your branding, as well as diving into how are you going to market your business? How can you start building community through an email list, through a social media strategy? And ultimately, how can you get your system set up for success and for 
consistent leads and sales. This is what I wanna help you with. So if you've been thinking about starting a business, maybe you're a new grad, maybe you have a, a DIY hobby that you could monetize, I would love to help you kickstart this to launch and scale up your business. So in the meantime, please head to kelseyridle.com slash summer school. And that's the best place to stay in the loop and to uh, uh, keep up to date with everything that's going on. So I want to finally thank Healthy Planet, our weekly show sponsor, because one thing that has helped me to overcome these Sunday night slumps that I've been seemingly getting into is by ensuring that my week is set up for success in terms of meal prepping and having an abundance of healthy, vibrant, nutritious foods in the fridge and in the pantry so that they're stocked for five days of needing more free time. And I don't want to have to think about grocery shopping or hitting the health food store Monday to Friday. So that's where I come to rely on Healthy Planet. Take, for example, last night it was 9 p.m. and my husband and I were ready to head to sleep, but I knew it would be beneficial to blend our smoothies and store them in the fridge so that we could grab them today and go rather than take the chance of blending them at 6 a.m. You know, sometimes you're a little sleepy and it doesn't happen. So last night I grabbed my Vitamix, whipped up a mango green spinach smoothie. Sounds kind of gross, but it's amazing. I can share the recipe if you reach out. And I packed it with plant-based protein powder. I packed it with flax seeds, chia seeds. I put in a scoop of a greens powder just to up that nutrient content. All these ingredients we keep stocked in our pantry and they're from Healthy Planet. So I choose to shop there because their selection is unparalleled. Their prices are unmatched. And you know if you've ever shopped there, they are the lowest prices on health food. And I can choose to shop in person at one of their 20 online locations or 20 in-store locations rather, or at their online location. So they'll ship anywhere. Just head to healthyplanetcanada.com. Okay, back to Stacy and Megan. Stacy is a registered acupuncturist, an Asian bodywork practitioner, and just incredible visionary soul. Same for Megan. Megan is a sound practitioner, a movement teacher, and a passionate poet. Both Megan and Stacy currently reside in Prince Edward County, and within the past year, they came together to open Wild Heart Healing Arts. At Wild Heart, they work with a small collective of healers, teachers, and artists to empower the community to bring the sacred, meditative, and beautiful into daily life. How awesome is this? I'm feeling inspired and calm just reading this bio to you all. Megan and Stacy believe in the integration of both healing and creative practices to inspire well-being and meaningful connection to people from all walks of life. And when they say all walks of life, they are really doing their part to make sure it's an inclusive space, which I honor. I'm so inspired by these two humans, and I know you will be too. Please go follow them and let them know the Visionary Life podcast sent you. You can find them on Instagram at wildhearthealingarts. You can find their separate accounts from there or visit their website, wildhearthealingarts.ca. 
Before we dive in, I just want to say thank you to the county for sponsoring this episode as well. After meeting and interviewing the visionary women who opened the June Motel in Picton, I booked my first trip about a year ago to the county in order to learn more about other business owners who are making a living and a life in Prince Edward County. And honestly, what I found was beyond what I could have imagined. I found a group of driven, imaginative, creative, hardworking, life-loving entrepreneurs, and all of them had a story to share on how they settled in the county. So whether you've been thinking about visiting Prince Edward County and surrounding area for a little vacation, whether you've considered moving your life up there, I'd highly recommend reaching out to me and I can tap you into some of the, the business owners and people that I've met or head to the Build a New Life blog. You can just Google Build a New Life and you'll find that there are inspiring stories of people just like you who have moved their life up to the county to create the, the lifestyle of their dreams. And it's been really inspiring. I've recorded over 15 episodes with business owners and I am not going to stop anytime soon. I've still got a running list. So if you are listening and you're from the county and you want to be featured, please reach out to me. Hello at KelseyRidal.com. All right. I have blabbed long enough. Let's dive into this week's episode with Megan and Stacy from Wild Heart Healing Arts. Okay, so Stacy and Megan, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm so excited to be in your beautiful space, first of all. I feel like my eye wants to go everywhere in here because it's stunning. So congratulations on what you've created. Thank you, Thank you so much. So we're going to start this off with some rapid fire. We want the listeners to just get to know you and to hear your voices. So I'll start with Stacy, so you can answer the first few questions and then people will know your voice. What's your favorite breakfast item? Shushuka. Whoa. Do you make that at home? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's like the most um, like extravagant answer I've ever heard. Most people are like, with, yeah. with fresh baked bread and the oh. eggs have to be just perfect so that you can dip in. Yeah. And with smoked paprika in it. Yeah. So I'm coming over for breakfast yes. tomorrow. Um, if you open your Spotify or your Apple Music, what artist or playlist would you put on? The Overcoats. Mm, is that a band? Yeah. Okay, I've never heard of them. beautiful women. And yeah, it's really good. Awesome. And what would you say would be three things you'd do on a day off? Walk my dog. So definitely hiking with my dog. In the summer, swimming in a secret swimming spot that I'm not going to tell everybody. <laughs> um, and then my third would most likely be transplanting plants. <laughs> mm, I love that. And that obviously shows through with the incredible <laughs> plants that you have surrounding us right now. Awesome. Okay, Megan, I'm going to come over to you with some rapid fire. What is your favorite dinner to cook at home? Breakfast. So like breakfast for dinner. waffles and bacon and eggs. That's so funny because another guest that I interviewed earlier said the very same really? thing. And I was like, wait, no, I asked you about dinner. And he's like, breakfast. He's like, that's <laughs> what I said. That's yes. what I said. Yeah. Uh, do you get your best work done in the morning or in the evening? Ooh. It used to be in the evening, but now it's definitely in the morning. I'm an early bird now instead of a night owl. So the earlier the better. And what is your favorite workout or favorite way to move your body? Ecstatic dance. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 
Um, and could you each just let us know where you grew up? Just we'll start with Stacy. So I grew up in a town called Mount Pearl, um, just outside of St. John's, Newfoundland. Awesome. And Megan? And I grew up in Regina, Saskatchewan. Hmm. Awesome. Okay, so I know the listeners are probably thinking, well, how did they get here to Prince Edward County? So maybe let's zoom the lens back. Um, What did you go to school for? And then what were the years kind of that led you up to making a move here? And eventually we'll get into the launch of the business. So Stacey, go ahead. Run us through your your trajectory. So long story short, I was uh, studying in Newfoundland doing graphic design and printmaking. Um, And my teacher at the time, uh, he essentially saw a lot of my photography that I was doing um, over the years and he was his background was also in photography and so he actually told me to stop doing the program that I was doing at the school and to build a portfolio to go to Toronto so I built a photo portfolio got myself uh, into OCAD University did my undergrad there for four years and um, pursued that so I was doing a lot of publications um, I was getting into some like really great magazines at the time and uh, some of my photos would fly on Air Canada's magazines and all of that but I realized that it wasn't my jam I still do photography but um, it's more personal opposed to like um, commercial based stuff Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did you know what you wanted to do if you gave up photography? Like, did you have something else on your mind? Or did you just know that that wasn't your true calling? I knew that I wanted to do something in the holistic world because a lot of the work that I did in my photography was essentially uh, uh, pertained around mindfulness um, and the body. And so I knew that I wanted to kind of make things a little bit more tactile um, and then during that time in my thesis year, unfortunately I had an accident. I got hit on my bike by a car, which was a very common thing in Toronto. And I started doing uh, acupuncture. So I was going to a community clinic and then I just kind of fell in love with that medicine. And yeah, led me into studying TCM. Awesome. Wow. That's such an interesting story of what got you into TCM. Um, all right, Megan, do you want to run us through your journey of, you know, what you went to school for and what your first few jobs and career path looked like? Yeah. So I left Saskatchewan at 19 and I went to musical theater college in Victoria, BC. So I studied there at the Canadian College of Performing Arts for three years and moved to Vancouver and started working professionally in the theater world there and on the island as well too. And what brought me out to Toronto was this desire at the time for something that was a little bit grittier. I found Vancouver too nice and I didn't really, I didn't connect to many people out there. So I left to, I left to go to Toronto to continue pursuing theater and I did for about probably a year and a half And then I did my yoga teacher training and yoga was kind of the, it was the pillar for me of, of my own self-care during that time. Vancouver was the, was the breeding ground for that for me. And I, I felt so touched by the teachers that I was taking classes from. And I, I just always thought like, if I could affect people that way, the same way that they're affecting me, that that would be the most beautiful thing that I could offer Um, So I did my teacher training and I left 
I left the theater community after that because it it healed me in so many ways and it also opened the door to now what I'm doing more is the the sound medicine and sound meditations and stuff like that so that was the start of that awesome did either of you ever dream of being business owners or entrepreneurs or did this like run in your blood since the day you were born or has this been a totally new venture that we're going to describe to the listeners (laughs) um I think for myself, I've always wanted to have my own little something, Um, whether it was at the time when I was in my photography world, you know, to have my own little kind of gallery. But I always envisioned having something. I, I, I feel like also that growing up in our generation, you know, a lot of us see that people struggle to get jobs after university, you know. You go for school, you go to school for so long and that there's such a lack or there's this rat race right and so I always kind of felt that you know if you really love what you do that you can totally make something of it that it's not going to be easy but it could happen so I felt like um that was always something that I I naturally like gravitated towards Mm -hmm. did you have any role models that you were kind of watching them build their passion that you're aware of yeah absolutely so one of my really dear friends in Newfoundland um, opened up a business um, called Fogtown. It was a barber shop, and uh, she started at a fairly young age, like you know, early mid twenties. And so now she's got two shops, and it's just exploded out there. Um, it's it's very common, actually. I've been in Toronto or out here in Belleville, and I've seen people actually with some of their merch. Oh wow! On, you know, so they're they've been quite successful, and so I've always really been inspired by her journey through opening up her own business and and making it work in her community. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's always great to have someone to show you really what's possible. Yeah. Uh, Megan, did you ever have visions of being an entrepreneur? Did it run in your family? It, It didn't run in my family. I think I surprised myself once I got into being a professional theater artist and how much hustle I actually had in me. And you kind of have to, to be... To be on top of things so that was kind of the seed for me of of working really hard and doing things for myself as as i guess kind of selling myself that way i hate saying that but basically that was that was it so then becoming a full-time yoga teacher and then sound practitioner and all of that it it kind of feels like the same thing the context is just different so i think i have i have a pretty strong fire and a pretty strong drive with things like that as far as entrepreneurship goes in those ways Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I think that fire and that drive can carry you a long way too you don't need to be blessed with the business skill set you don't have to know how to write a business plan all that stuff can be learned we've got access to so many resources these days but what can't really be learned is that pure fire within you that says I want to spread my love of whatever insert modality here so Mm -hmm. i think that's really fascinating so let's fast forward a little bit how did the two of you meet and here we are in prince edward county and you've opened a business together but let's take it back to like that first moment of being like hey are we gonna be friends how did that happen can i tell a story yeah (laughs) okay so i had heard about stacy through a mutual friend um like i like we were saying before i was i was looking for people who i could connect with in a in a spirit-based way, in a holistic way, 
And I felt like that was kind of missing in my life at that point. And uh, our mutual friend said that Stacy was working at their coffee shop and that I should go in and introduce myself. And I, I think I kind of went in like super eager to meet you when I came in. And I was like, I'm Megan. Like, I think we should be friends. And you looked kind of scared at that point. And you were like, yeah, okay. But then we had coffee um, shortly after and it was just, you know, those people that you meet and it's just so easy, so beautiful right away. And I was so fascinated by her and thought she was so beautiful. And we were just able to connect and converse in such gorgeous ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did in that very first time both of you met, did you like start talking about maybe one day we'll open a business together <laughs> or was that like nowhere near? Stacy was slinging coffees. No, it, honestly, <clears throat> it was even when we came to this space we actually didn't even talk about opening business together it was like we had a dinner uh uh with a mutual friend and um and yeah Megan Megan was saying that she was looking at a space here in Picton and at that time I was kind of looking at spaces out around Wellington and I just happened to talk to her and was like hey can I come and look at the space and so we both went in and we saw it we saw what it could potentially be and then that night actually Megan called me and she's like this is the price and I was a little surprised I guess and I was like really and and then she was like I think we should take it and I was like okay and then from <laughs> then on out we we're like so we're starting a business <laughs> that's how it happened. When you, yeah. <laughs> when you, Megan said, I think we should take it or whoever said that, did you already know what services were going to be offered or did you just know you wanted the space and then you'd figure out the rest later? I think we knew what our services were going to be, but we also had a lot of meetings before the space opened about what our visions were because a lot of people will look at our space thinking it's just this yoga studio, but it's much more than that. It's an interdisciplinary space where a lot of things happen. Um, you know, between Megan facilitating yoga classes and other yoga teachers and myself doing treatments within the scope of traditional Chinese medicine, um, you know, that's just a little bit of what we offer mm-hmm. here. Um, mm-hmm. So the list is quite like big at this point and it's I think going to like continue to grow yeah yeah I saw that like you know at first glance I was thinking oh by browsing your your website and your Instagram I thought oh it's a yoga studio but then I read on your uh, website it's a transformative space I think you have written somewhere and then I started digging I'm like oh they're going to be offering so much more there and I love that that's the message that you're putting out there is that this isn't just yoga. Like there's going to be so much happening here and it's probably going to continue to evolve. Yes. And probably you want people to have a certain experience here, no matter what they encounter when they walk in. So mm-hmm. I think that's really neat. So obviously then that phone call happens, you figure out the price, you go, okay, let's do it. Then what happens? Like, do you meet up for coffee the next day and write a business plan? Did you just start texting each other ideas? Walk us through maybe like, if you remember, the week or two after you said, let's do it. So we were waiting on, you know, we signed the lease. We did the credit checks. We had heart attacks. We were like, what have we done? And oh my God, we're doing it. And, and all of those things. And 
it was really neat because at that same time that we decided to to take over the space and start this business, we began a program up in Belleville that is designed to uh, support new businesses in business planning and and all the sorts of things that Stacy and I were quite frankly learning by the off the fly, right? Which is really really interesting and and humbling in lots of ways. Um, and it was also a grant program too, so there was a little bit of money at the end if you got through the program and you pitched and, and all of that stuff. So we were, it was basically, at least it felt like to me the second that we decided that we were going to take the space, it was, it hasn't stopped. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it just happened very, very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously you each kind of had your specialty, so you knew mm -hmm. probably the services that were going to be provided. Mm -hmm. So for the listener right now, who's still kind of wondering, okay, well, like what is Wild Heart Healing Arts? Can you walk us through like giving us an overview of what the space is, what's going to be offered here, and just give us as much detail as you know at this point of what this space is? Well, essentially we wanted to make um, the space open to the community and so what that meant is that we wanted to broaden um, the demographic from you know kids to you know seniors so um, and and also all walks of life so um, you know we've done classes uh, kids mindfulness classes um, Megan has done like some workshops within her sound um, healing um, just this past Saturday, I hosted um, a event called Queer Voices here, which was essentially a night of um, queer organi organizers, um, guest speakers, poets, um, authors, and what we ended up doing is we ended up raising a money, uh, raising money for a, a local non-for-profit in Belleville to help uh, trans individuals. So we really want this space um, to be a space for all walks of life mm. um, with no judgment, you know, um, non-discriminative space where people feel that they can open up. Mm. Um, that is pretty much I think one of the biggest important things that Megan and I like talked about um, so we're in the process now of talking to a lot of organizations that work with trans youth um, people in the LGBT community um, how we can offer um, offer our services to them um, you know whether it's free um, or we do some sort of fundraising or whatnot. So mm -hmm. that is definitely something that's huge on our priority list in terms of what we offer here. Um, but then, yeah, we do a lot of collaborative stuff. So we offer a lot of things with our amazing like yoga teachers where we can like do um, some yoga and I can do like some acupressure or Megan does some sound healing and I do acupressure. Um, we're going to be offering soon like acupuncture and sound healing. Like there's always this like um, mashup of, of mm -hmm. our services together at the same time, mm -hmm. which has been very well received here. So 
I love that because I think there's so much magic in, first of all, (laughs) launching a business as a partnership, but then recognizing what the other person's skills are. And instead of just doing your own things and being Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'll be the TCM practitioner, you be the yoga teacher. It's like, well, can we like birth a new industry here and and combine our strengths Mm -hmm. and come up with something that maybe has never been seen before because you both have such unique backgrounds yeah. and can almost like make a fusion out of your strengths. Mm-hmm. So I think that's so cool to hear that you're doing that. And I also love that you're supporting um, queer and uh, smaller populations that often are excluded from wellness. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure you've had lots of conversations around that, but a lot of gyms and a lot mm-hmm. of like holistic spaces, it very much is okay, come in your Lululemon and bring a green juice. And it mm. feels exclusive yeah. and yeah. Um, almost like non-welcoming to a lot of people. Well, it, it's, it's exclusive and it's also leaving out, I know that there's a lot of buzz around the whole idea of self-care right now. And the people who really truly need the wellness and the self-care and the regenerative practices are usually folks who can't afford it. Whether that's, Um, indigenous communities, people of color, um, low income, the LGBTQ communities. And as a queer woman, that's something that's really, 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 really important to me too. And I'm so, so touched by the fact that, you know, like us, I don't know, the the synergy between the two of us and, and what Stacey finds really important and what she raises her voice about is exactly what I want my voice to be raised for as well and I think that that's one of the most special things about this partnership is we've been through our ups and downs and we'll continue to but I think that our our hearts are beating the same for this space and and what we want in this space and and who we want to keep it offered to is the same which is I've run yoga studios before and that's never been the case I've been in partnerships that are completely non-supportive mm-hmm. so and yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have you seen anyone globally or in Canada create a space that you feel like Wild Hearts Healing Arts reflects or like is this truly kind of something you, you feel you're paving the way on or is it a bit of both mm-hmm. I'm just curious if you have like role models of someone who's done similar I, I think that both I think I don't know if I've really seen this in Canada. I'm sure that there's pockets in places. There, Stacy and I looked at a couple different places to look at models of how a space like this would work that is not a yoga studio, but yoga exists there and events and creative uh, offerings and all of that. There's a space in Chicago called Inner Sense Collective, and they are trailblazers like they're they're doing so much for the community and they are offering things that I mean it's also in Chicago so they're they're able to be a bit bigger and have a a greater reach and and all of that but they they were actually really helpful in in just witnessing their programming and how they created a space that was multi-dimensional and transformational that way very cool. Mm-hmm. I definitely think mm, this is why you're on the Visionary Life podcast because this is a, a space that is truly visionary and it, it's leading the way so that others can start to see what you're doing and say, wow, look what they're creating and maybe we should take a page from their book and you know continue to keep evolving and, 
and bringing more awareness to some of the issues that you guys uh, brought up. So I thought that was really great. Um, so when did the doors officially open? Just so that we're kind of aware of how long you've been actually open for. So I think... <laughs> was there ever a launch? <laughs> yeah, we had a launch. I think it was... I think it was June. I was going to look at our Instagram because there's a photo from it. I think it was June 26th, but you think it's a different date, right? I thought it was before that. It could be before. It was, let's just say it was in June. I guess the reason why there's confusion is because we ended up getting the keys to our space in, was it May? See, and I think or is it, it was April 26th. Okay, so I think you're right there. So April 20th, around the end of April. So I feel like when we took it on, we were like, oh my God, we have a space. And, you know, so um, the confusion of when the doors open, but it's definitely, it's it was in the end of June that we opened up our doors. I so know you've that been like sure. nine months? Yeah. Is that kind of what we're at? Yeah. So exactly. how long was it from the moment that you talked on the phone and said, are we doing this? Let's go to the time you opened the doors to your first customer. How many months was that? So end of March to to June 26th. So three months, less yeah, than three months. Less than three months. Yeah. So could you describe to the listeners, cause that's a fast time yeah. to like pull together a vision and a business plan and to get things and get a website and all that. What were some of the key elements that you took action on that helped you to get the space ready and to get your business ready in three months? Well, we had to think of a name too. That was like <laughs> yeah. the biggest thing. I don't know. How yeah, many, let's talk about. The I name. don't know how many days it took for us to go and like figure out a logo and a name, and we were randomly saying words, like mixing words together <laughs> up at a cafe here. And then just one day, I was like, I, I was like, I love the name Wild because I feel like Wild is like we have this wildness in all of us where we just want to break free or we, you know, the extremity or the extremes of like just letting ourselves be who we want to be. And then I liked the word heart, you know, like, so I was like saying, I was like, wild flower, wild bubble, wild floor, wild <laughs> sky, like, I was just kept on using words with wild yeah. and I said wild heart, wild heart, wild heart and I texted Megan. You were like, I'm on the treadmill, wild heart. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like wild heart, wild heart, wild heart. And then and that was we, it. You were like, yes. I love it. Yeah. And so then we had a friend that was like playing around with logos and stuff and I have a graphic design background too so I was also doing it myself. And then one day I just sent her the logo through a drawing and I was like, do you like this? And she's like, yes. And I was like, can you send this to like our friend to, to put it together? And, and then that's kind of how it kind of mashed yeah. together. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people were like, you know, we had a lot of people feedback like, Oh, we, no one's going to really know what that it means. And or, what are you? And I'm like, you know what? I feel like if we were to put like yoga space underneath, we're pigeonholing ourselves. Like yeah. we wanted it to be a healing arts space and, arts being like you know we have people coming here creating art a lot of the kids that come in here for kids mindfulness i do mindful art with them we have um artwork on the walls right now from an amazing queer artist um you know we had a, an event so that show was a couple of months ago and then we're gonna have another show in uh may from another um queer artist who's gonna be putting up uh, their work so yeah like mm -hmm. 
you know. So wait, so. just so that I'm clear, is the name Wild Hearts and then the sub name Healing Arts, or is the business name Wild Heart Healing Arts? I feel like or Wild Heart. Heart. I feel like Wild Heart is yes. our name, yeah. okay. and then it's yeah. Healing yeah. Arts Space. Oh, like is that. like the yeah. sub because yeah. we we thought like we can't just say wild heart we need to like give it a little bit of a substance of like what it is yes. and you know we didn't want to we were like is it a is it a collective is it yeah we played with that too we played a lot with that i was like you know what let's just keep it with you and i right mm-hmm. now because like i mean people come in and they give us their offerings but like we felt like we wanted to kind of manage it between just you know like between our, ourselves so mm-hmm. yeah so yeah the sub is healing our space. space I like that yeah <laughs> a lot of my clients and students in my business coaching program they get so stumped on the business name so yeah. I think they get inspired by hearing the stories of like sometimes you have to be running on the treadmill and it comes <laughs> to you. for me visionary life came from listening to a Justin Bieber song like <laughs> eight years ago and that word was in one of his songs and I just thought Oh, I really like that word really and I made it my desktop background for years never intending to become an entrepreneur but I was like I love visionary mm-hmm. and then when I started a business it all just kind of came together so sometimes yeah. it's just nice to hear other people's stories that it's not always going to be like something that's been in your head forever you just have to get out and get inspired and yeah. Yeah. who yeah. knows when it's going to drop into your mind totally. yeah. exactly. what were some of the other things that happened in that three-month window that you feel like you needed to do and you did to get it ready plants yeah. plants yes as you see within the space one of the first things before stacy and i ever um fully stepped into actually having a space together was this idea of, of white walls, very simple, aesthetic, and a ton of plants. And as you were talking about wild stace, I'm just looking at these plants and I think like mm-hmm. plants, the, the wild is also like the wildlife that's existing in here. And we wanted to make it feel really homey for people and so many I mean the amount of people who come into this space who say that they want their apartment to look like this I've thought that 30 times (laughs) and I I think that's so delightful because we do want to create that that uh cozy lovely space but that was that was one of the big things is Mm -hmm. you know we got to get the plants Mm -hmm. so the plants happened again that business program was happening while we were in, entering the space, while we had all these deadlines and, and all of that. What did you learn from that business program that maybe you didn't know before or something that stuck in your mind that's like, oh yeah, finances are important or it, was there something that really stuck out to you? A big thing that stuck out to me was that these business programs are not tailored to entrepreneurs like us. There was a lot of things within that program that were 1000% not relevant to what we were creating. And it was disappointing because it was very, there was something very conservative about it. Mm -hmm. And um, it was kind of outdated, I would say. Yes, it was was outdated outdated. for sure, for sure. Um, But our mentor, yeah. Sandy yeah, she's is like lovely. angel hippie woman who like totally is against the grain and like powerhouse little thing. And she was, she was one of the best things that came out of that program as far as I'm concerned. Like yeah. her, her support and her love were um, yeah. really great. She was amazing. Yeah. And then I ended up finding somehow that I was kind of related to her, which is also another thing, <laughs> which is a whole other thing. Anyhow, that's a whole no other story. Line. 
but yeah, connections with Newfoundland was really funny. Wow. But, Did you get matched with a mentor uh, through that program that you went through? Yeah. Okay. Essentially, yeah. So that kind of came alongside. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I guess another part too would have been like the, the people that we wanted in this space too. And we were very lucky and are still very lucky to have like amazing, beautiful women who are, mm-hmm. um, are adding their services here, you know, as yoga teachers. Um, so that was definitely a big thing on our list of like, who will we have in this space yeah. and like, what are their intentions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So when anyone really thinks about launching a business, whether it's a studio or a space or who knows what it is, often the, the word marketing comes up and well, how are we going to get people through the door mm-hmm. and how are we going to spread the good word that we exist? So mm-hmm. for you both, what did you do to let people know that you were creating this space and what you were going to be offering. Were there any key marketing elements that you focused some effort on? Instagram. <laughs> oh, it's huge. Yeah, and yeah, I, I really love that channel. I don't love Facebook. I don't love using Facebook. But because this space is so beautiful, I feel like the curation of our Instagram was really easy. Even from the get-go when nothing was in the space, just the the windows and the floors and mm-hmm. you can see if you go far enough back what the space looked like without anything in it and the, the transformation of that. But our following on Instagram went really big really fast and I feel like that's been one of our main our main ways of reaching out to people as well as having um, our website too. And I mean, all of that is linked in together, but um, those are the two things that I'm really comfortable with as far as marketing goes. I, I do love Instagram and I find it very, um, very easy to use. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so many people, that's just the way of the entrepreneur now, mm-hmm. you know, it's such a... And it's free. And it's free part. mostly. And most, it's accessible to most people because yes. I would say... Almost anyone these days has a cell phone or access yes. to the internet where they Agreed. can view Instagram. Yeah. So um, it is a medium that is able to reach a ton of people yeah. with ease. And, Truly. You know, when you're in a startup, you don't have tons of money to be mm-hmm. putting ads on billboards or the side of a building. And I think Instagram is a great way to just let people know what you're up to and yeah. to you can go out and seek people, right? Like you can look at the hashtag Prince Edward County exactly, and go start conversations with people online and yeah. kind of let them know you exist. So yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's a huge, huge way to at least get those first few people in. And yeah. The, yeah. And then the County is, and we talked about this so much. Um, the County is so word of mouth based that that also seems like a huge part, even now of our marketing of people telling people, telling people, in a way that I feel like I didn't experience in Toronto running a business because uh, the community is small. Even the communities around this community are small and everyone kind of knows each other. And that was another big, big, big marketing, not marketing, marketing. Mm-hmm. The community was marketing us essentially. Like yeah. it's just all word of mouth. And I feel like that's essentially how most businesses run out here. Yeah, you know, like I know people who've lived here for twelve years and have been an entrepreneur and have not done any sort of Instagram posts or, you know, newspaper ads or anything like that. It's all word of mouth, and they've been quite successful. So, 
Like that's a very common theme out here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you run up against any challenges in either putting together the plan for Wild Hearts or have you experienced any recent challenges with running a business, being an entrepreneur, anything that comes to mind? I think getting like in the beginning, like getting people in the doors because um, this building that we're in is still under construction. And so if you go up front, like it's completely closed off. So a lot of people who are coming through don't think that anything's existing in here until you go in the back of the building. Um, there is a lot happening. So that was like a big thing for us that was challenging because I think for the first five to six months we were like, yes, like on Mary Street in the back, par- you know, parking up the hill, like, mm-hmm. you know, so they're like, oh, and they come in, they're like, wow, like I didn't know this was happening. Even before I, even before we even moved into this space, like before we even thought about this as a business, I remember driving by all the time, always just thinking like, oh, this building's being renovated for a bunch of like, I don't know, uh, like a a company of some sort, you know, like I just didn't think that it was being um, built to host um, entrepreneurs like us. So, you know, um, but now, now, because you have all these people moving in, literally, like today, yesterday, like it's really quick, all the spaces are now sold out. So now people are like really catching on. I was just talking to the owner the other day, and he was just like, I don't get it. He's like, when we first opened, like, like less than nine months ago, like we had like no followers, and now on our Instagram, it's just like, I have thousands of followers now. Like, how's this happening? And I, was, and I actually took credit a little bit. I was like, well, Wildheart has been hashtagging you guys ever since day one. So That's the truth. So, You're driving all the traffic. Stephen, so, I'm driving it for you. Yeah. So anyhow, but. Totally. You're like, yeah. you need an Instagram 101 course. Yes. Yes. Hashtags, hashtags, location. Yes. yes. There you go. Oh, that's awesome. So obviously you've been running this space and um, fast forwarding a little bit to where we are today. What does a typical day in the life look like for you both now? I think you mentioned too that you're still working um, another job as well. So maybe Mm -hmm. each take turns running us through, yeah, either a typical day or even typical work week for you at this point. Sure. You You can go. Okay, Okay, I'll go. So, um... A typical work week for, from my perspective of it is coming in, taking care of the space, sweeping, warming it up, doing all of that, uh, paperwork, emails, Instagram, um, opening up for other teachers' classes and also my own classes here. Stacy and I meet every week to chat as more than once, like we see each other almost every day. Um, and And then on weekends is actually when, so I feel like I'm running two full-time businesses kind of myself as a, as a traveling sound practitioner and then this space. So my weekends are often jam packed with offering sound meditations in other places and spaces. So I'm often in and out during Saturdays and Sundays, um, and then back like Sunday nights and we do it all over again. So, Mm -hmm. so you're busy. In a good way, you know, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Spreading the fairy love. Jam-packed with things I love. Yeah, exactly. That's how I say it. I'm like, I'm not busy. I'm just doing a lot that I like doing. I like that. <laughs> and how about for you? What's a typical work day, work week? I, I would say, like, I mean, 
in, in the past couple of months, like a lot of it's been events. So I think in February we had six. Um, and so it was either working collaborative with that. Um, what types of events? So do you mean? we did in February, we did, um, it was called a self care event. So we had our friends from um, Hothouse Mobile Sauna and Lounge who are amazing and they have this mobile sauna that is like beautiful inside. Um, it's like executed really well. There's like botanical plants hanging from the ceiling on, in the lounge and they have like a, a splash sink and refreshments. And so we did a collaborative where we had a full day a schedule where there would be yoga classes and then they would people would come in for the yoga class and then after they would go into the lounge and the sauna for refreshments and a hangout and then another package they could have was a treatment with me so it could be th from like fire cupping to acupressure um, massage and then they would go into the hothouse and and have their sweat and um, so we would do things like that we had um, a electric sound bath um, so we had a yoga practitioner and her partner uh, do that collaborative um, one night. Myself and another practitioner did a, she did yin yoga and then I did, um, I did acupressure on everybody. Um, and then I did my kids mindfulness class. And then we had another woman um, who's awesome in the community, Kat Burns. She offers, um, it's called Sing It Out. So it's a program for kids where she teaches them how to write songs and build their own songs and sing and then they do a concert at the end of the month for their families and friends. That's so neat. So, so cute. Yeah, so, so cute. it's like organizing all of those little things and communicating with, you know, people in the community, putting up the posters, making sure the space is ready and set for everybody and yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work to host yeah. these events. Yeah. It sounds like both of you have many creative bones in your body. I'm wondering what keeps you inspired to keep these creative juices flowing? Maybe it's a tool. I, I feel like it's interesting because like, I feel like it's always kind of changing. For me right now, um, I think just like this past couple of weeks working with um, uh, this beautiful woman, she's a two-spirited trans woman in Belleville who runs Transform. And I've just been communicating with her for the past month and a half now. Um, has put this whole other light in me of, of working with like trans individuals and the LG, LGBTQ community. Like I feel like there's something like that we're, we're hitting on right now where we're like, this feels so right and I feel like um, I feel like doing this work is like giving this space a whole other life in itself and and meaning for so many other people who don't feel like they can walk into another space mm -hmm. you know like I said I said the other night to everybody in the event like it actually goes a long way when you see that pride sticker or that pride flag outside to so many people. So many people think like, oh yeah, you know, like it's, but it means a huge, mm -hmm. it means a lot. And, and so like, I feel like that, that has been really inspiring me lately and, and keeping that like 
love inside. Like I love my my practice in terms of traditional Chinese medicine, but like I feel like I'm actually growing in a whole other sense of like what it means to be a business owner and how I want to see change in this community and 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 act in a way that other businesses can look at our model in a sense or our acceptance to the community and allow it to like reverberate down so this community feels like it is open to everybody right mm. so so yeah. cool yeah mm-hmm. that work is so important and thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. love hearing what's on your heart um Megan for you what what keeps your creative juices flowing what's lighting you up right now mm. my wife and I found a unicorn of a property with a little house on it just outside of Picton uh, seven months ago and her and I have been dreaming up of of land and a house and herbal gardens and and forests and it was one of the first things we ever talked about on a vision board we created basically right after we met and we found it and on Thursday we close on this property that's 160 acres with forest and field and I get my creative juices always get um, filled up when I'm foraging or planting and especially with herbs herbs are really calling me right now or like herbal medicine and right now even though it's the most scary thing that maybe I've, I've ever done owning a house which I never thought that I would do um the fact that I get to do it with the person that I get to do it with and in that space and all that potential is keeping me vibrant and awake and ready for everything. Not even just to that, but like more excited about things here and actually rooting myself in the community even more deeply because I've been such a nomad for so long that I never thought I would say that, that like grounding myself would actually liberate more space. And that's, that's what's happening right now. So that's, what's inspiring me. Mm, yeah. Very cool. And congratulations Thank on that you. property. That's definitely Thanks. an exciting next chapter. Uh, so I can tell both of you have like these beating hearts right now and so much creativity, but of course, alongside running a business, there also has to be like these mechanical pieces that are, you know, probably what you learned in your outdated business course. <laughs> So I'm wondering, is there any sort of like business tool or ritual or book or just resource that you've found to be really helpful, or maybe it's just a piece of advice or an app on your phone that's been really helpful in you staying organized and just keeping your stuff together as business owners? I think, I think the solid thing is communication. Like Megan said, like prior, like and I think even going into this, like when you think of a partnership with people, like going into business is like, it's the com- most common thing you hear of partnerships blowing up and breaking up and all of these things. And I think that like, it's never going to be easy. Like we've had ups and downs and like at the end of the day, like I don't want like Megan to take anything personal and I don't want her to feel like I take anything personal when it comes to like anything that we might not agree upon or whatever right like I feel like I feel like working as a team and hearing each other out at the end of the day and like looking at like 
what are we doing this for and why are we doing it has like build a strong foundation for us like I feel like I feel like if one of us were like on the other end of like not listening to one another then it would be a whole different story I think like we've really allowed each other a voice and communicating to make this work and like setting down like okay this is going to be like my role and this is what I'm going to do and this is going to be your role and like you know, if the drop, if like I drop the ball, like it's on me, right? So that we're, we know what each other's place is in, in this space. And, and I think like that would be a really important advice for anyone that's going into a partnership. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, before we started, I remember asking so many people, okay, what should we do? Should we be like a co-op? Should we like, you know, like or should we sole proprietors or like partnerships and like what are the pros and cons and stuff and like um I think we made the right decision on how we went through with this mm -hmm. and um and also keeping in mind like yeah we know that sometimes like things aren't going to go as smoothly as possible but like we'll work through it however we can in the best way we can and I think so far that's worked out like mm -hmm. you know so yeah, communication, big time. Absolutely. How about yourself? Is I'm there... just going to second that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's vital, especially for a partnership business. Uh -huh. There are two of you. You have to be in that constant, let's keep things open and transparent and, and make sure that we are on the same page or at least can see each other's point of view. Uh, and I love what you said, Stacey, about just bringing it back to why are we doing this? So if you're mm -hmm. argu arguing over a dollar or over a class time, it's like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring this back to the roots. We created this space not so we could fight over whether the class should start at six or seven. It's kind of, yeah, yeah one of those things. Yeah, I think, I think like when you look at it that way, it's like, what does the community need? I think, I think like our heart is so mm -hmm. big on the community and we were like, you know, like, are we going to let like something like this, like something so small get in the way of like what we can bring to this community, you know, that we know they so deeply need. So I think, mm -hmm. yeah. So after a long day's work or after a long week work, um, week of work, what is one of your favorite ways to unwind and decompress and just get re-inspired for the next week? I'm laughing a little bit because I, I do this thing. I go on a hike with my dog and I scream. So oh, not so in, good. Not, it's a good scream. So like I go out in sandbanks and usually no one's around. But I let, I kind of, it, I, I guess it kind of comes from a bit of my training with Qigong. And so the earth is always so forgiving. And so I just literally like scream out and then I throw my hands down towards the earth and just let it go. Mm. You know, because like you need that, you need that little bit of like a let go at the end of like a really hard day or an exhausting week, you know. And so, like, my medicine, my temple is nature, right? And I think that's, like, why Megan and I have so many plants in this space is because it just, it's a whole other medicine for us. So that would definitely be, like, how I kind of recharge, like, let go and recharge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you, Megan? Bathtub. Mm, I'm nick nicknamed the mermaid because any time that I can be in the bathtub, I'll be in the bathtub, usually with a book. Book and bathtub. And, like, I mean... 
a bath that lasts between 45 to 90 minute kind that's of long. bath. It is. This is like since I've been tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny, that's how I roll with my baths. Any other essentials in your bath? Like oils, Epsom yes. salt, candles, Epsom salts, petals. candles, <laughs> eucalyptus, sometimes petals. I've gotten into doing um, herbal soaks as well too. So my dried herbs I'll put in there and it's just a damn mess to clean up. But yes. it's so nice to float in petals. Is that all these petals around you? Yes. That's funny you say that it's a mess to clean up because my friend started a natural body care company and one of the products is coffee scrub. And I'm like using it in my bath the other day and it's everywhere. It's such a mess. I have black speckles everywhere. I'm like, is this a good idea? Like this is so relaxing until I have to spend an hour cleaning up my bathtub. Until my white shower curtain is now stained. And it's the same as like the charcoal like toothpaste. I really want white teeth, but I don't want to scrub my sink for a year. So I'm going to move into the final question that I ask all of our visionary life guests. And because we have a lot of aspiring or startup entrepreneurs listening to this podcast, uh, it's usually something that's going to help them out. So for someone tuning in right now who is very inspired by your journey and who would love to start a business one day, maybe they want to turn their passion into a lifelong project, but they have no idea what to do to get started. What advice might you offer them based on your own experience? I would say not to let fear get in the way. I feel like, um, I feel like there's a lot of like what ifs that you start to ask yourself. And I had those, oh man, I remember, I can remember so many drives with Megan, like going to Belleville and like just being like, what if this or what if that and what if, you know, and you, it, it creates fear, right? And you kind of feel a little bit like paralyzed by it because you're like, oh, well, I don't know if I should go that far. Um, I feel like it's totally normal to have it. It's totally, it's okay. Like, and everyone starting a business. I don't know how many times I would tell other business owners here about like my fears about this and they kind of would just laugh a little bit and they're like, oh, like, it's okay. Like, you'll get through it. We all get, we all do it. And then literally I feel like I look back now and I'm like, oh yeah, like, it's totally fine. It's totally normal, you know? Um, And I think letting go will amaze you in a lot of ways when you're opening up your own business. You'll see like what comes out of that, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Anything else to add? Any advice for people who are yearning to start up that passion project? Yeah, I think it, I think it kind of loops into what Stacy said of just remember that no one's voice is like your voice and the way that you create whatever it is that you're going to create is going to be unique because it's you. And yeah, I think that's, that would be my advice. Mm. I love that you ended on that note because you're right. Like people always say, oh, you know, this industry is saturated or there's so many coffee shops or there's so many nutritionists out there. But the truth is you have a unique life experience that you're going to tie into your new business and it's unlike anybody else's. So you have to be confident that you're putting yourself in a new market and a new quadrant and that 
like you said, nobody's voice is like your voice. So I think that's really cool that you mentioned that. Uh, so for someone who wants to find out more about what you do here, or maybe even if they're in the area or they live here, come check out a class, where's the best place for them to find you? They can find us at www.wildhearthealingarts.ca. Our schedule and all the information that you'd need to know is on our website. You can follow us on Instagram at wildhearthealingarts. And come on down to Picton <laughs> to the Armory Building. It is magical here. We are so grateful to be a part of the, the start of the renovation of this building. They have done an unbelievable job at making this so gorgeous. We are, in fact, at the back of the building on Mary Street. So come on down that way and you'll be able to find us here. Awesome. And I'll post all that in the show notes awesome. as well as some photos of the space as well. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank and you. I wish you all the best uh, as we get into the busy season here. So awesome. good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Visionary Life. Did you learn something new or are you inspired to take action on a new project? If so, please get in touch with me on Instagram at Kelsey Rydell or in our secret Facebook community. Just search Visionary Life by Kelsey Rydell on Facebook. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It helps us share the stories of visionary entrepreneurs with more and more people. If you're interested in working with me, just head to KelseyRidal.com. And if you've been thinking about joining my 90-day business coaching program, please reach out and book a free 15-minute call, and I'd love to chat with you. 